0: I invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew 7 in the Pew Bibles. It's page 7 of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to begin reading in verse 12, down through the end of the chapter. And I would like to invite you to stand as we read this text. These, these are the words... Of our Lord and our Savior. Matthew 7 and verse 12. So, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness." And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the, that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. O Lord, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. We have come in our series of messages through the book of Matthew to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which was One of the great and mighty sermons and discourses of our Lord. Our exposition today of this text is going to be one that is very simple and, in many ways, just skimming the surface of the verses just read. I should say that we are coming in Jesus' teaching to a moment of decision. Jesus, as He wraps up this message in which He has called us to to deep and real and authentic righteousness, a a message in which He has told us of the, the blessedness of being poor in spirit and mourning our sins and hungering and thirsting for righteousness and being peacemakers and being willing, not only willing, but glad and rejoicing and being persecuted for righteousness sake. A a sermon in which he has told us that it's not good enough to just get it right on the outside. We have to get it right on the inside as well. It's not good enough to just not murder somebody. We cannot hate anyone. We cannot be sinfully angry with anyone. It's not good enough to simply keep away from the bed of adultery we must make sure that our minds don't even go there we it's not good enough that we we don't retaliate and beat up our enemies we must be kind to them and generous toward them this is this is the sermon that he's preaching and he goes on and he says that we've got to stop loving money and Stop even being anxious about money and the things that money buys. And we have to stop sinfully judging each other. And we have to be willing to, to ask and seek and knock. And, and in, in prayer before God, begging our Father to give us the things that we need. And, and now Jesus is drawing this message to a close. And He says, you must do something with what I've just preached. It is not enough just to hear it. What are you going to do with it? And Jesus, in Matthew 7, beginning in verse 12, uses a series of metaphors, figures of speech that are meant to to bring to light and make vivid for our minds and hearts some spiritual truths. So he, He likens the Christian life to a path, a very narrow path, that leads to a very narrow gate. He talks about false teachers that we're going to meet along the way, who are wolves, who are dressed in sheep's clothing, who are diseased trees bearing bad fruit. He, he talks about our need to surrender to His authority, and that when we do surrender to His authority, it's like we are building our house upon a rock. And then he says that all of life is going to be like a great and violent storm where the the rain falls and the wind blows. And in this life, storms will come. And in the life to come, the storm of judgment itself will come. And if we are not ready for that storm by building on the rock, then the house of our life and of our eternity is going to fall and great is going to be the fall of it. We need to hear from our Lord here. We need to hear that it is not sufficient simply to hear. We must hear and do. There is a decision to be made by each one of us. As we come to this text, the decisions that we have to make are along these lines. We have to live by a higher law. We have to choose a harder path we have to watch for dangerous wolves and we have to build upon the rock let me quickly run through these again skimming the surface but i i trust that god is going to speak to us first of all we need to live by a higher law look at verse 12 keep your bibles open to matthew 7 verse 12 so whatever you wish that others would do to you do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. We recognize this, right, as the golden rule. Do to others whatever you wish that others would do to you. Do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. With that last phrase, Jesus is telling us that the golden rule is a simple and concise summary of of everything that is commanded everywhere in the Bible. If you want to pull it all together, this is what you need to know. This is the law of God in a soundbite. This is, if Twitter had existed back then, this is Jesus Twittering. Tweeting, whatever the word is there. I, that did not sound right, I'm sure it wasn't right. You get the point. This is, this is Jesus giving us a soundbite. St- Leo's just shaking his head. He's like, like, oh man, where did he come from? What, you know, what cave did he just crawl out of? Jesus says, this, this is it. This is the law of God in a sound bite. Whatever you wish that others do to you, do also to them. This this is what I call a higher law, because the law by which the world is living is whatever I want to do for me, or you to do for me, that's what I care about. But Jesus is turning that upside down. Jesus is saying, no, there's a different priority. There's a new law in town. This is the law. It's not about what you can do for me, it's about what I can do for you. And if I make that my commitment, then the fact of the matter is, then that's going to take up my time, that's going to take my energy, that's going to take my resources, that before I was committing to me, and now I'm committing to you. This is a higher law. And Jesus is saying, we have a choice to make. Are we going to choose the higher law, or are we going to choose the law by which everyone around us is living? choice number one, a higher law, choice number two, a harder path, a harder path. Matthew 7 verses 13 and 14, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. My friends, there is an easy way and there is a hard way. Jesus says, choose the harder way. The word hard in verse 14 speaks of being hemmed in and pressured from all sides, squeezed and harassed and assailed, and in contrast to that, the way that leads to destruction is easy. Indeed, you don't really have to do anything except what comes naturally to you. And you will head to destruction. But the way that leads to life is hard. Now why is it hard? Well, in the context it's hard, first of all, because it's narrow, it's constrained, it's tight, and the gate at the end of this narrow way is narrow itself. And what that means, folks, is that you can't carry a lot of baggage with you. It means you have to go empty-handed. It means you have to leave the world behind you because you can't squeeze all that stuff through the gate into heaven. And so this way is narrow. It's a a way of constraint. It's a way of self-denial. It's a way in which God's way and the needs of others rule my heart and everything else has to be left behind. It's also a lonely way for Jesus says, few there be that find it. Everyone who takes this hard way is going to find times in their life when they feel like they're all alone. It feels like everyone else is doing that. But then there's me doing this, which is just another way of saying that it is an unpopular way, it is a countercultural way. Many are they who are on the Broadway that leads to destruction. Many are they who persecute those who take the narrow way. We just, I don't know about you, but my heart, I I wept watching that video. I wept as I thought about my brothers and sisters in Jesus. They they loved Jesus just like us. Today, they partook of bread and, and and the fruit of the vine just like us. Today, today they prayed and they sang to Jesus just like us only. When they left that place, they went into poverty. They went into persecution. They went into suffering. Few there be that find it. They feel it every day. And if we are faithful, walking the harder path, we will find that relatively speaking, there are many on the broad road that leads to destruction. There are only a few of us on the way that leads to destruction life so here are the human options jesus is saying you can you can choose a very wide and spacious walking path that is paved and roomy with an expanse that is so broad that millions of people can walk on it without ever bumping into each other and millions of people do walk on that path and the path is so easy, so smooth, the path of least resistance, the popular path, the path that is so easy and smooth that you could just easily close your eyes and stroll along without fear of anything only until your last breath at which point you plunge off a cliff into destruction. Or you can take the narrow path. And it's a path that leads through rugged mountains and deep valleys and steep terrains. A path that is Often so dark and so narrow that you feel like no one else is there with you. A path that leads through affliction and persecution and self-denial and sacrifice. The path that has a cliff of danger on the left and a precipice of trial and affliction to the right. But as you keep walking the narrow path up this rugged hill, You get to the top, and you look over the peak, and there's the celestial city. There's heaven with all of its bright glory awaiting you, and you realize it was worth it all. Which path will you choose? We need to choose a higher law. We need to choose a harder path. And then third, we need to watch for dangerous wolves. We need to watch verses 15 through 23 beware beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves you will recognize them by their fruits are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles so every healthy tree bears good fruit but the diseased tree bears bad fruit a little bit further down thus you will recognize them by their fruits not everyone who says to Me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of My Father who is in heaven, listen to this, on that day, many will say to Me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in Your name and cast out demons in Your name and do many mighty works in Your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew You. Depart from Me, You workers of iniquity. Or lawlessness. Or lawlessness. There are false teachers, pseudo-spiritual leaders, and Jesus is saying, watch out for them. They're everywhere. They just don't look like false teachers. That's a scary thing about this text. These are, these are people that look like us. Verse 15, they're in sheep's clothing. These are people that sound like us. Verses 21 and 22, calling Jesus, Lord, Lord. Sounds pretty Christian. Sounds pretty orthodox. Sounds pretty biblical. Sounds pretty sound. These are people who are gifted like us. In fact, they surpass us, most of us, if not all of us in gifting. They've cast out demons. They've done many mighty works in the name of Christ. But, but, even though they look like us and sound like us and are gifted like us, they are not us. And Jesus says they never were. Depart from me, I never knew you, he says to these false teachers. Beware of false teachers. You can identify them, Jesus says, by their fruit. And in part that means by the fruit of what they actually say. You can, you can count on it. False teachers, one way or another, will tickle your ear they'll 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 give you things you want to hear the path that puts you first and flatters your sense of self they'll guide you to the easier path so that you will like them it'll be a path in which they try to tame god and domesticate god and make god all warm and fuzzy for you be careful but Jesus is saying, be, be careful. Their words eventually will betray them. Their lives for sure will betray them. False teachers, they will say this, but they won't live this. They will preach the Bible, but they will not live the Bible. They will preach Jesus, but they won't submit to Jesus. Jesus says, watch out for dangerous wolves. You're on this narrow path, and it's not just narrow and rugged with few on it, but there are wolves that keep coming. And they look like sheep, but they're not. Jesus says, be careful. Be careful. And then fourth and finally, Jesus says, build upon the rock. Build upon the rock. Verses 24 through 29. You've already read the text. What I want you to notice is that Jesus defines building upon the rock in verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. How do you build your house upon the rock? The rock of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you build your house? You hear His words and you what? Do them. This is a call to obedience. This is a call to surrender. This is a call. If we would would walk the narrow path, This is a call to surrender. This is Jesus saying to us, you cannot have all the blessings of eternal life. You cannot have the blessings of relationship with me if you're not willing to surrender. You must come, as as one has said, you must come and die if you would live. You must hear and you must do. Not because the doing in any way earns or merits our salvation. You could, you could do every day of your life as best you could and you'd still fall infinitely short of the standard of God. You can't do enough to earn your way into heaven. You must trust in Christ alone for that. He has done enough to earn your way into heaven. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Your sins will be counted as His. He died for them on the cross. His righteousness, His doing, His obedience will be counted as yours so that you'll be considered righteous in the sight of God. Believe in Christ alone and you will go to heaven. But if you believe in Christ truly and sincerely, then you will not only hear His words, you will do them. You will realize that in receiving Jesus as Savior, you have indeed received him as Lord. And the proving of our faith is in the doing of our faith. Through these metaphors, Jesus calls us, doesn't he, to a decision. You've heard the Sermon on the Mount now for, I don't know, a few months Decision time. What are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do with his word? It's decision time. What will it be? Which, which truth claim, which truth source will you believe and will you obey? See, as much as people like to think that they think for themselves, none of us does. We we all have some kind of truth source that we listen to, that we trust in, that we, in fact, obey. We all have some kind of source that we think has the answers. it could be a series of YouTube videos or it could be TED Talks or it could be Jordan Peterson or Fox News or CNN or Jon Stewart or Jimmy Kimmel or The Drudge Report or Twitter and social media. I read somewhere recently 88% of millennials, which is somewhere 35 and under-ish, find their truth through Facebook. These are our options. Folks, if you're here today and you have rejected Jesus to this point, I I just want you to know that that doesn't mean that you're not believing in someone or something. It just means that you've maybe chosen someone or something far less reliable than Jesus. Jesus is the one and only truth source worth believing. Worth surrendering to. And can I add this? Jesus is worth trusting because He died for your sins. He loved you so much to give Himself for you on the cross. That surely is worth trusting. But beyond that, He rose from the dead. He's alive, He's living, He's King. He's on the throne, and he's reigning until, well, until he fixes everything and gets it right. And then he's taking us home to be with him. This this is a king, this is a truth source worth believing. This is a master worth having. This is a Lord worth loving. This is a king worth serving. But what are you going to do what are you going to do if you're a christian i ask you what are you going to do cuz following christ is not just a once for all thing it's an every day thing isn't it you got to get up each morning and say i'm here lord I hear your law. I hear your word. This higher law, this narrow path. Lord, today I surrender. Lord, today I live for you. You've got to get up every morning and renew that covenant and that pledge of allegiance. He is worthy of this allegiance. He has died for you. He is worthy of this allegiance because he lives for you. Christian, renew your vows. Renew your commitment. And if you're not a Christian, if you've... Never, ever decided to follow Christ. Let me remind you, you're following someone. You're following someone. Can I suggest to you, there is no one more worthy of your allegiance than Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God who came here to earth to buy you back from that place of destruction with his own precious blood. No one more worthy. No one more worthy. Decision day. Decision day. What will you do with Jesus? That's the question. Let's pray. Come, O oh Lord. Speak further to our hearts. Move us and affect us, I pray. Amen. Amen.